0: Welcome back to the scoreboard show. And I know a heck of a lot of people listened to the last one and I don't see any reason why this one will be any different. Uh, we got Mike Hassel with the Wilton Beavers. He's the first to call in. Uh, some of the games are still going and i kind of got an eye on one of them right here, but uh, take us through this game. This is a hard fought game. Uh, and the Wilton Beavers did come out on top. Though.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a real physical game. There's a lot of grinding out. Um, Wilton actually opened up their passing game quite a bit this game. And, uh, and, uh, uh, I think Owen, Owen Hassel had, uh, 23 carries for 61 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I think Drew Keith, the quarterback had like 87 yards rushing and 150 ish yards passing with a touchdown in the air to Cade Serrata. Uh, and I think that was that pretty much covers it. Oh, Drew had a rushing touchdown as well.
0: So it sounds like they spread the ball around a little bit.
1: They did. We did uh, open up, like I said, open up the passing game a lot. A lot of help from Landon Putman, Cade Strada, Kell McQuillan, uh, Gatlin Rogers stepped up. Uh, all around, all around good team victory, man. I will tell you, the defense is still really tough. They burn us on a wheel route to. Uh, their uh, running back, twenty-two. I'm not sure what his name is, but he's a hell of a he's a hell of a player. Uh, he burned us on a wheel route for the only six points they scored.
0: That's the only six points you gave up all season.
1: That's it. Six points all season. Three games against two A school. That's not too shabby.
0: That's uh um, only two points a game average.
1: <laughs> but yeah, all in all, it was a good win, twenty-six to six.
0: So was this uh, in command or was it home?
1: It was at Comanche, and that closes out our non-district games.
0: Next week, we go back home against Beckman Catholic. Well, that should be an exciting game, but, man. Uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, Comanche. Uh, I kind of underestimated him a little bit until Scotty did some research. And
1: I tell you what, they got a quarterback with a really, really big arm. He can throw the deep ball, and he spread it around a lot. But he was a little inaccurate tonight. I don't know. Any other game, and like I said, that run they got two running backs, twenty-two and thirty-two. Both of them are equally capable of cutting you for some yards. But our defense held tough, like they like they have been all year so far. So, uh, it, like I said, it was a real physical game, and, and we're happy to come out with the W.
0: Sounds like pretty hard fought. They must have had some pretty good uh, defense. Uh, I, I'm told they have some big players.
1: They have some ginormous players on the line. I, I I don't want to step on anybody's toes but i there's two of them that go 300 pounds
0: yeah they're some and big they, boys
1: they fill holes
0: <laughs> yeah i bet so. well um watching the end of some other games well is there anything else about this game you need to talk about any more stats any more defensive no, it, players you want to highlight
1: i you know it's the same old players you know owen milder had a solid game Kane willie had a solid game Uh, The whole line, Carter Drake-Metzger, Damian Pestel, I mean, you know, the D-backs, John Clellan, Jordan Dusenberry, Blaine Dorman, they're all just really solid players, and they all pitch in and do their parts, I tell you.
0: Well, we want to thank Western Drugs of Wilton and Muscatine for sponsoring the uh, Wilton Beavers there. Uh, uh, I tell you what, man, everybody's going to have beaver fever. It's going to be pretty dang contagious if you keep putting up wins like this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's contagious for sure. So you start the conference uh, matchups. Uh, start are, our district Friday, yeah. Yeah, our district. Um, do you have to go on the road or, or is this a home? No,
1: we're, we're at home versus Beckman
0: Catholic. That's good because that's a long drive to Beckman Catholic.
1: Yes, it is. Almost as long as it is to Comanche.
0: Yeah, well, at least you didn't have to do both of them this year
1: right oh right
0: oh well uh mike is there anything else about the game before i let you go
1: no that's it thanks for covering us dave appreciate all the coverage
0: well i appreciate the scores and and uh uh, keeping our listeners up going on with what's a pretty special season for the wilton beavers thanks for being with us. thank you we are headed to winfield iowa as uh jeff mills of real smart highlights is with us you were at the round guy game of the week um uh i know scotty melvin was there and uh wow winfield mount union what about them they really look good tonight they played waco they had not beat waco you know and it's been their their bugaboo and uh they got out there and did it tonight huh yeah
2: absolutely it looked really good out there um I had this one on the calendar, you know, I've been looking forward to this game just to see where these teams kind of ranked up and man, uh, Winfield really controlled pretty much the whole game. I would say uh, the majority of it.
0: Well, uh, just kind of Waco got off to a big bang, quick 12 to nothing lead real quick in the game and never really looked back much. did they?
2: Yeah. Uh, you know it was kind of a sluggish start for both teams, but uh, once Winfield got kicking in, uh, I think Abram uh, Edwards scored the first touchdown, and then Cam followed it up in the first quarter, I believe. Nice rush, uh, touchdown, Cam Buffington, and I think he scored the, uh, another one, a second one in the first half as well, too. So yeah, it was 18 to uh, 18 to six, or no, 18 to nothing at that point. Uh, Waco did get one touchdown to make it uh, halfway decent for their offense. They just couldn't get anything going. I tell you that, uh, that Loudon and how's housing gay? Yeah. He's, he's a heck of a heck of an athlete there over in Waco. And he, he played a great game, but just offensively it couldn't, it seemed like Waco couldn't get the pass game going. Um, you know, they struggled there. Winfield hats off to Winfield's defense, their secondary Cooper Buffington, Played a huge game for them. Carter Lloyd had an interception. Um, just the whole team looked really stacked. And I'd say this is a, a big statement game for them. They put the whole state on notice that, you know, we're number two in the state for a reason. We're here to play football. So it was fun to watch. You know, I think Waco will rebound. They'll be all right. Uh, but tonight just wasn't their night. Winfield looked really good.
0: Well, uh, they're coming off of, they played three ranked teams in a row.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, uh, and that's a big task and a big ask, but um, talk to me. Let's let's spend a little time talking about these athletes at Winfield Mount Union and how, well, let's talk a little bit about how Jake Edwards utilized his targets and his talent and made good decisions and led his team to a nice little victory here.
2: Yeah, uh, Jake Edwards is one, you know, he's playing quarterback this year. I got to watch him play basketball. I knew he's a really good, good athlete his brother abram edwards you know is it army he yeah
0: he's going to West Point
2: yeah yeah so you know he's a heck of an athlete um he scored a couple touchdowns i think cam had three and he had two um uh, outside of that you know you talk about cam braffington you talk about abram edwards and you know these guys that are all playing d1 ball gonna be playing d1 ball but um the thing that makes winfield really good i think is the guy's who play even behind that, like Cole Milks. And um, he had a heck of a good game. Cooper Buffington for the defensive side was outstanding. Um, they just got weapons everywhere that they they can utilize. And, uh, you know, it's next man in kind of mentality over there. And, and they look really, really good.
0: Well, I noticed that um, Winfield Mount Union got into the backfield of, uh, of, of, of Waco. Uh, their quarterback was rushed. He, he was sacked. He was, you know, harassed. Uh, uh, they were just in the backfield a lot. What was the deal with all that penetration?
2: Yeah, I, I think that just goes down to uh, uh, Winfield's defense being that good. Waco just couldn't couldn't contain him and uh, couldn't give the quarterback enough time to throw the ball. And I think that was a lot of the problem. And when uh, housing, housing Gay had a couple nice Nice catches, but outside of that, there was, and I think Colton Murphy had a couple, but um, outside of that, there just wasn't a whole lot of offense.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, uh, i tell you what, I'm not surprised about the offense at all, but I was surprised about the defense. Would you uh, prepare to see, would you expect in their defense to be this good?
2: Uh, Winfield, no. I, I I wasn't, honestly. I, I didn't know enough about them to, to know how good they were but watching them tonight i tell you what they they looked pretty darn good
0: yeah this is some kind of other level football isn't it
2: yeah absolutely uh, i think they're contenders this year for sure well i you know i had it on
0: and i had a few other games on and i um you know there was so much exciting action and i i, I was, my head was on a swivel um
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: but uh um Obviously, Waco had some good players and some good, good defensive plays. And tell me a little bit about their players that you thought stood out today.
2: Uh, number one, for foremost, was Housing Gay. He looked uh, ready to play. He played a heck of a ball game, you know, even with the outcome. Um, like you said, the quarterback, the Miller kid, he just couldn't get the ball off a whole lot. Defensively, Chase Waterhouse and um, Colton Lectey on the edges there, you know, they, they played pretty good. But when you're going up against a freak like Cam Buffington, it's gonna be a tough game. So you know. So um, outside of that, I'm trying to think. Hunter Hughes made a few plays out there in the secondary for him. Um, you know, and uh, that's just coming off the top of my head. I know there's a couple other kids that I I remember. Their name was called a few times that I can't think off the top of my head right now.
0: Uh, one thing, I, I I knew Abram Edwards was a good blocker, but um, he seems like some kind of next-level blocker. Some I saw some video on him earlier where he was, I mean, literally blocking kids, pushing them through back in the end zone. Uh,
1: um, wait till
2: you see the highlights. Well, what, what about
0: his blocker? Tell me what you saw tonight.
2: I was going to say, wait till you see some of the highlights I have of him pancaking some kids tonight. I mean, he was putting players on their rear ends all night long. He's pretty impressive. Well,
0: um. Well, what was the general mood over there? You know, they've been, you know, they've had some battles with, uh, uh, Waco and sometimes it, 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 really didn't go their way. kind of the opposite of what it was tonight. Um, uh, but I bet that felt good for their fans, for their players, for their coaches to get off of this night and put a win on the board against, uh, look, man, you're going to, if you're playing eight man football in Southeast I Waco's the standard is always gonna be the standard, but, uh, Uh, sometimes you got to beat that team, you know, to, to, to make your season go good.
2: Sure. Yeah. You know me, I like to be up in the stands around everybody. That's kind of where my go-to is filming the game. I like to be right around the crowd and see everything that's going on. And you could tell it was a good night over there in Winfield. That whole crowd was pumped up cheering the team on. Um, It was packed. There's people on both sides. Really? Both sides were pretty full. Oh, I'm uh, sure it was.
0: It's not very sure. far, and it's such a big rivalry and uh, exactly. uh, was so much so much state uh, attention to this game. Well, uh, is there um, tell us a little bit about the highlights that you're gonna put together and how our audience can access those.
2: Sure, uh, I'll start putting together you know uh, individual player highlights that are on Twitter. And, you know, I just share some of the big plays of the game first. Then I go back and put some stuff together for the players on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter. Just search for real smart highlights, R E E L. Uh, you'll find me on there. Follow me. If you got a player, you got good that you want to film of, I probably have it. So feel free to follow me on there. And then, um, you know, I would do put a full game together at the end too. Uh, that's just on my YouTube channel. But uh, all this stuff will be posted on my Facebook channel as well, which is a real smart highlight. Same thing. Search on there, you'll find me.
0: Well, that was a, a stellar, stellar game. Um, you just don't get to see two two teams of this caliber lock horns very often, do you?
2: No, you don't. No, it was a it was a heck of a ball game. There's, there's going to be a lot of highlights. I can tell you.
0: That. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being with us. Yep. Thanks, Dave. Well, we're talking oh, okay. uh uh we are heading to Trojan Stadium there in Fairfield, Iowa as um well I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag uh just as Winfield got a huge monkey off of their back the Fairfield Trojans yeah, put a win done. on the oh. board uh, against the Washington Demons their their blood arch rivals uh, I don't know if there's any any bigger match or any more bigger rivalry or, or or longer one than that uh uh, but we got Andy Kressinger of the Southeast Iowa Union who was there uh wow what a, what a game this must have been
3: yeah it was This is the first time in 11 years that uh, Fairfield has beaten Washington by the way i hope that uh hope that my uh um reception works out cuz i'm realizing i'm coming on down the exact same street i called you yesterday and it didn't work so well but um it was uh, another huge game for uh Casey Miller running the ball uh you know uh Fairfield um, made a switch at quarterback. Sam Wheaton is now the quarterback, which gives them another person that can uh, run the ball. Honestly, he had a lot of uh, little quarterback sneaks. Uh, he ran the ball really well on uh, play action bootlegs. Um, he had to, uh, some good throws. Uh, Fairfield didn't, didn't do much uh, passing the ball overall. but uh, uh, And then um, uh, Wyatt Johnson, a huge game uh, fullback. Uh, Fairfield just was out, uh, kind of out-physicaled Washington which is not something that usually happens uh, to the demons.
0: No, no, it does not. Tell, well, well, tell us the score.
3: It was 23-20 Fairfield. And uh, so the first half, I thought Fairfield pretty well dominated uh, the game. And then right at the end of the first half, uh, the Trojans were about at the 20, up 10 nothing. you know, the chance to go up 17 nothing before halftime. Washington stops them. And then uh, Logan McDowell uh, led a drive. Just, he was just bombing it downfield. Um, Let a drive down to score, and so then it was 10-6 at halftime when it felt like it should be 7-0. The and then the very first uh, from scrimmage, 60-plus uh, uh, yard uh, run right up the middle by McDowell. and so all of a sudden Washington had the lead. Uh, but Fairfield really responded well. It was just you know it was it was Wyatt and uh, Kaysen uh, up the middle around the outside, uh, and it was just uh, it was just the running game. You know the offensive line played well. But uh, Washington had a chance down 23-20 at the end of the game. Uh, I think they had three minutes left and one timeout. And uh, just a couple passes uh, that dropped to the turf, even a couple of close calls on whether or not um, it was a catch or a trap. And uh, in the end, uh, Fairfield held on, I think, a fourth and seven and uh, ran out the clock. So a huge win for Fairfield. Yeah, uh, I would, uh, you know, I'd say that Fairfield probably considers uh, Mount Pleasant their, their number one rival, I guess. And then, uh, you know, Washington, not too close behind that. But Washington, they hadn't beaten in so long. It was probably the one that they wanted to win the most.
0: Well, uh, I wonder how far back you would have to go to see a night where um, Waco uh, and Washington both lost to opponents like that on the same time. Yeah,
3: Yeah, yeah. We, we saw two super super long win streaks come to an end because uh it had been i think 2015 maybe uh since way since winfield and that unit beat waco too so uh those are uh, two really big ones
0: this might be the biggest win for the fairfield trojans in the last five years
3: uh yeah uh yeah my, uh, it might it's probably the best feeling it's probably the best feeling game for fairfield over the last five years as far as a team that they could beat them and they finally beat them. So, um, yeah, I mean, and you're looking at Fairfield, they've, they've only played three games and they've already beaten their two chief rivals. So uh, that probably helps uh, a lot when it, when it comes to turning to district play and stuff like that.
0: Well, um, I, I got to see Fairfield's, um, well, I got to see their seventh grade play the uh, Keokuk Chiefs and they just totally dominated and, and looked very impressive. And then uh, the Fairfield JV just came out and, just the total absolute total domination uh um all the way there uh, uh and then turn turn up to the varsity and they put a big win on the board there's been a lot of wins uh there on at, at uh, Pearl Smith Field uh now, the future is looking pretty bright for the Fairfield Trojans what do you think
3: Yeah I agree and it's kind of funny um that you know Fairfield had the, the big stars last year and you would have thought that that would have been the time you know when they beat these guys and uh, instead it's the year where i think a lot of people going into it would have would have said that they're gonna have to rebuild That they that they uh not that washington isn't in the exact same situation with a lot of their main uh especially on offense uh a lot of their main production was graduated uh, last spring but uh yeah uh the future does really look bright i mean you look at a, uh, they got a lot of juniors uh that, that play for fairfield so they've uh they've got more years ahead of them and uh i Casey miller has just been amazing the two games i've watched him in it's just he runs through people he runs around people he keeps going you know the the game the later the game got i thought it was harder for them to uh to stop him and uh so yeah it was just a, it was a night for the fairfield running game and uh you can run the ball like that and then you can uh, usually do pretty good in high school
0: football well um last year fairfield thought that was their game but uh yeah. late at the end of the game washington turned it around so was there a dramatic ending to this? Was did you know? Did it was Washington driving to try to win the game? Uh, how how did they get that three point lead?
3: Yeah, it was. Um, so I guess Fairfield went up two possessions at one point, and then Washington scored to cut it to to they scored plus the two, cut it to three. Then they forced a punt, and so um, so yeah. I mean, it kind of felt like last year. Honestly, uh, Fairfield was up twenty to nothing last year washington stormed back and i would say when washington took over down three even though they are pretty deep in their own territory you know it was uh, in my brain it was maybe a coin flipper i almost suspected washington to march down because that's pretty much just been what happens uh in washington games against southeast conference uh, opponents the last 10 years or so
0: well it was uh, a freak show of uh, night i mean just a night to remember yeah, there's a whole lot of other scores that we're gonna. I'll eventually talk about, um, but I don't want to shortchange this game. Now, talk to me about Washington. Washington last week looked like they had the best run defense uh, of any any team I've seen. Uh, they got big kids, they got fast kids, they got swarming defense. Uh, tell me a little bit about who was an outstanding player for the Washington Demons this week. Yeah,
3: for sure. Well I'll say uh, Coach Nick Garrett after the game said. Because I was like, did, did Fairfield do anything different than Burlington did? Because I thought they were pretty, pretty similar running offenses, and, and Fairfield or in uh, Burlington had, had a really stout running game coming into this year. Um, and he said, no, it was just basically the the tale of two weeks that they couldn't stop the run. But I thought Logan McDole was really impressive. Um, he when they needed it, he he ran just like Washington quarterbacks usually do, where they can use their legs to to kind of extend the play. Uh, Mason Morgan played really well. Um, um, he's he's just popped off the charge for them uh, receiving the ball and he's uh, a great uh, defensive back as well um and yeah i mean that, that it, was, it was a lot of that when washington was good it was a lot of um, rolling mcdole uh, around and um and you know letting him letting him do stuff with his feet letting him do stuff with his arms so uh it, yeah controlling the line so i, I would say uh I would say those two were the were the big guys for fair. If Washington would have, would have came back and won that game, uh, uh, it would have definitely been um, McDowell and Morgan that uh, earned that uh, post-game interview. Okay.
0: Well, I got to – I'll call this guy back. If I can get it to work. There we go. Something I just need to pound that phone to make it work. Oh. Well, uh, anything else about this game? No, I don't think so. I was just—it saying was a historic
3: night. I mean, uh, I've been uh, covering um, high school sports for less than eleven years, so this is the first time I've seen Fairfield beat Washington. And uh, it's uh, let's see, 2011, so I would have been in college when that happened. And uh, well, I guess 2012, I would have been in college when that happened, and it was a, a different world back then. So it was, yeah, honestly, it was, I knew it was going to be a pretty close game, but uh, it was kind of unexpected. That—that's not what my prediction would have been if I—if I made predictions just based on. Uh, the history of the rivalry so a really really cool night for fairfield two and one and uh and their one loss is a really close one so things are looking up for the trojans
0: well uh do you have a few minutes or not
3: I uh, i got about uh one minute left if you got any uh, other brain busters i or you could you could enlighten me on a couple scores that i might not even know lesson well, i was
0: just going to run some quick scores by you and see if you had anything to say well the sure. van buren warriors uh uh punched out uh their first win of the year in a hard-fought game—a uh, twenty-eight
3: to twenty-two win over Highland. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was well. That was two teams looking for their first win. Yeah. I knew that was going to be a pretty darn close game. Uh, I didn't expect it that to, to be that high-scoring, actually. Um, but uh, I, I, I uh, yeah, good, good work for Van Buren. They lost so much last year to graduation. It's good that they got a win. And at the same time, that's a tough one for Highland. Because uh, that you know Van Buren was a team that I'm sure they thought they could beat. So uh, yeah, I didn't know about that one actually.
0: All right. Well, Tipton uh, uh, got over Mount Pleasant, thirty-five to seven. And, and I wanted to mention with you before I let you go is the Pekin Panthers uh, are off to a three and zero start after it's either thirty-six to thirteen or thirty-eight to sixteen. Uh, downtown Robert Brown put three touchdowns on the board. Uh, including a late interception. He he had a 64 yard uh, 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 return. He got stopped at the 12. Uh, I mean, uh, that Will Adams played amazingly, Um, but Danville has some big kids and they, they seem to be able to function as a pretty good team. Uh, I'm going to put that down as they beat a pretty good team. I I know they're, they're one and two, but uh, man, they're just an expansion team basically. And, uh, uh for just throwing their team together the first year i think they look pretty solid but what do you think about the peak and uh um that's a uh, uh, three wins in a row here to start the season you got any thoughts on that
3: yeah I, that's a big one i uh i, I wasn't surprised after the first couple they, they can they can put a lot of points on the board uh the last couple of years they've came a long way because uh, you know a couple of years ago they they were really struggling to just score in general
0: uh, yeah, a huge one for Pekin. Uh, I think, uh, did Sigourney Kota uh, hold off uh, Midbury? Well, just hold off on talking about that because I got a guy on the line about that. Oh, perfect. Well, I'll listen to it.
3: And then uh, what about Columbus and uh, Lisbon?
0: Well, I do have a score on that. Uh, uh, and it's uh, uh, Lisbon
3: 34, Columbus 28. That Oh, wow. Well, they, well Columbus played them really well then. For uh, the last two weeks have been more Columbus football. Uh, two weeks ago, I was pretty surprised at the Meepo score. So. Uh, that's actually uh, shows me that they can still play with some of the best. So well, so good. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I,
0: uh, uh, I just there was I, there wasn't no video feed on that game. I couldn't find it on the Columbus channel. I couldn't nah. find it on the Lisbon channel. I, I'm not. I'm. I am i am i can not figure out the, the things. But yeah, that will be the other score. Well, I, I can let you go. I know you're awful busy, but thanks for taking a little time and and regaling us uh, on a big win for the Fairfield Trojans.
3: Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me as usual. All
0: right. Well, thanks a lot. We want to thank all our sponsors for high school football here on Round Guy Radio, starting with Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Uh, Kyoto Transmission and Repair of Kyoto, Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent of Kyoto, Iowa, Home Plate Sports Cars of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brakes. Sports page, uh, Facebook page for sports cards. Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Keota, Iowa. And the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. We got Andy McGuire, who was uh, uh, in Sigurd Night as SK hosted uh, the Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks. And man, howdy. That was two teams that wanted to win bad, wasn't it? It
4: absolutely was. Mid Prairie showed up, and they were wanting to get that first win, and uh, they didn't let up off the gas the whole way through.
2: Well, yeah,
0: um, I was I was impressed with Mid Prairie's defense, with their offense, with their just dang drive. Uh, 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 well, tell the listeners what the score was of the game.
4: Final score: forty-one uh, to thirty-five. SK comes out on top.
0: Man, but it was a battle, wasn't it?
4: It absolutely was, you know. Mid Prairie absolutely came to win that game. They came out with a chip on their shoulder, and uh, they fought, they fought tooth and nail to try and get that victory.
0: I think you're right about that. I think, um, I, I think that they were very un- unpleased with uh, not winning their first two games, and they were not wanting to wait another week to get another one, were they?
4: No, you know, and that that showed. You know, I know that they were. Kind of talking a little bit about for the game, and uh, they came out and were really trying to put you know their money where their mouth was, and uh, just just fell short. You know they had opportunities and played hard on defense, and were really, I thought, super effective on offense. A really nice balance attack, throwing the ball. They had stuff over the middle. They try and go over the top. They have a really nice uh, sophomore, uh, and Aaron Felt, number thirty four, was really putting the lumber on to some of the Cobras. But yeah, played a played a good game.
0: Well, um I can I say it was this I had three games on. I was kinda of wanna see I, I still don't know what the Oski score was or, or um I did wind up catching the end of the Moravia Bell playing game. Um that was fifty four to forty eight or something like that. Crazy. Moravia won. They they, they just do that every week. It's some kind of crazy score like that. But man, um I wasn't exactly expecting the shootout uh um were you?
4: No, you know, like like you said and before, you know, Sigourney Kyoto's is three yards in a cloud of dust, um, especially with those first two weeks where SK was able to put 21 on Mepo last week and and had, had 15 on uh, PCM the first week. I was expecting, you know, in the 20s, you know, maybe if we broke 30, I'd feel good about it, but uh, you know, to hit 41, you know, with that, uh, the offense. I think the offense uh, looked uh, a little more complete. This week, even though there were quite a few miscues, you know, we still need to clean up the exchange from, from center and, and to the spin back or if it's a direct snap, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, it's it's good when you can win a game like that and definitely not play your best game. So uh, SK cleaned some of that stuff up and and, uh, and they've got a shot. You know, I mean, that's a good mid Prairie team, I don't think. 0-3 is indicative of, of what they have, the fight that they have. and oh, man. Uh, i got to hope- give those guys credit. They, they fought hard. I,
0: I would want to play them next week. Would you?
4: Not at all. You know, those boys are big, and uh, a lot of them are pretty young. You know, so I think if they stick with it, they're going to be a force in the next couple of years.
0: Well, you, you know, I remember one point in the game where uh, you went up by two scores. Uh, then you went for uh, – two and and kind of fumbled it around and didn't, didn't get the the extra one but i'm like well you know we got a two two touchdown lead that lasted one kickoff yeah
4: uh, that that's right you know just right back to
0: six points down again you know i mean yeah. it was uh um uh uh yeah they, they 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 kept you um they kept in that game the whole time it just Every time he just tried to stretch a little little out from them, they just came right back, didn't
4: they? Yeah, they did. You know, every time you thought that maybe SK was going to, you know, grab a hold of the game and, and just put it out of reach, Mid-Prairie was right there with an answer, whether it was that kickoff return in the third period or, you know, they were they were passing the ball and, and they were able to run it a little bit, too. So, really, like I said, really balanced attack for Mid-Prairie.
0: Yeah, a uh, uh, big, big win. Um Man, I bet that. What was it like uh, uh, when it when it finally clicked out and uh, uh, you finally stopped them and and the game was over? I mean, what what was the crowd reaction
4: like? Well, obviously, very excited. You know, I think there was a pretty big sigh of relief to get that clock to hit zero. The way that that thing was ticking down and the way that Mid Prairie was moving that football. Um, I think you know SK's offense did enough in that last drive to get it deep enough even though, you know, there was a miscue there towards the end that really gave Mid-Prairie that shot. You know, otherwise, I think SK just continues to pound the rock and puts it out of reach. So I think it had that feel that it could have been, you know, one that got away from you and you look back at all the miscues and would have been kicking yourself until next Friday night or, or even beyond that. But it, it ended up shaking out Sigourney's way and, and they should feel pretty good about that, you know, and, and uh, the boys are going to have to get back at it and clean it up next week because they can't keep having these miscues and expect not to get bit by one of them.
0: Well, uh, uh, sometimes you make mistakes and the team makes you pay for it. That's that's, uh, up for certain. I think there was some of that tonight, but before the game, you you told me you suspected that the killer, Cole Kindred, would uh, um, be a factor in this game. Uh, 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 I I didn't really... I I thought he was, but I I don't know for sure.
4: Yeah, Cole is absolutely a factor on both sides of the ball. Every time he's on the field, you know, he might not have, you know, 20 or 30 carries a night, but, you know, he affects the game so much just by having him on the field and the way that he plays the game. I mean, I've watched him, you know, for a long time and, and the guy just, he draws the contact, he lowers the shoulder, he lowers the boom. And, uh, I love watching him play, you know, it's it's been a privilege to watch him play for so long and, He's uh, he really came into his own, I think, this year as a leader. Um, not as a, necessarily a vocal leader, but, you know, the dude steps on the field, and, and uh, he's a football player. You know, some of these guys that walk onto the field are not football players, but that dude is a football player.
0: Yeah, that was a uh, uh, – do you have any um, – like, it was a hard-hitting game, though. Hard blocking. There was a lot of contact at the line of scrimmage every single time. A lot of pushing, a lot of shoving. They had big fellas. Uh, they had big fellas that would get downfield and block, too. Um, uh, just throw some names out there, some players that, that were hitting hard and, and getting stuff done out there.
4: I, the first one I want to mention is uh, Hunter Searin on the interior defensive line. I thought he had his best game of the year. He had a nice sack where he busted through the line. And, you know, it, it's been it's been one of those things that's been coming for a while. So i got to give props to Hunter Searin. Um, I also have to give props to Ashton Schwab at linebacker spot. He's been stepping up and doing a phenomenal job too. You know, of course, our defensive ends, uh, Evan Vito Aiden McGuire, those guys – do what they do. Um, again, those both of those dudes are, are football players, like I say, with Cole. And uh, I, I was really impressed with some of the guys that stepped up and, and stepped in. You know, when uh, Caden Clarahan was out with a knee, it looked like there for a bit. Uh, uh, Jace Kalupa stepped in and did a really nice job filling in. And then uh, Ike Molnaks even came in there towards the end, I think maybe to help with some of the pass coverage. He did a nice job stepping in. Isaac Bruns went down there for a bit, and Chase Searons stepped in. And I think they were picking on Chase's side a little bit. But, uh, you know, he made a play there at the end a couple of times where it really mattered. And uh, that's that's what uh, you need out of those guys. So, you know, those guys do a real good job uh, defensively as far as hits go. On the offensive side, I, gotta, I can't walk out of this uh, discussion with you and not talk about Cale Clary and the Bulldog because he was absolutely gashing to the outside, gashing up. And, uh, you know, we need that hard runner. And uh, if everybody remembers Coltrane from last year, it's just a spitting image of that guy. So love to see Kale getting in there. And uh, the other thing I want to point out, Jake Moore and Sawyer Stout. Uh, Sawyer, I thought, had a really nice game and really got some key first downs. And uh, it's fun being able to mix Jake Moore in there, too, because he runs so hard, too. So... You know, those guys were absolutely pounding it, doing a nice job out there. And of course, got to give a shout out to the offensive line, because I think that that group took huge steps uh, tonight from where they've been in week two and in week one. So there were some holes there that weren't there before. So I think they're definitely trending the right direction with those boys.
0: You certainly went up against the biggest line they've seen
4: this year. Yeah, you know, PCM had some some big fellas on that line, too. And uh, you know, Sigourney kind of struggle with that from time to time when you can't get those guys moved. But I tell you what, uh, the uh, Owen Minky and and uh, Evan Bitteto, and having Brock Alderson back under center, you know, having those guys able to move around. I thought Billy Kinder did a nice job tonight. Uh, Aiden McGuire stepped up there at blocking back and I, I was watching him. Of course, I'm kind of. You know, swayed his way, just being uh, kind of close to that one. Uh, I thought he kicked out a couple of blocks that really made some holes to make this thing go, so it, it was fun to watch that group run as a whole.
0: all right, yeah, anybody on the mid Prairie standout that you wanted to mention?
4: Well, I I say that Aaron uh, felt kid uh the running back was was real good. I thought he uh he ran a little low set of pads and really put some pop to it. The Hershberger uh, kid, the receiver, number nine, I thought he caught some really nice balls and really was causing some havoc back there. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, I can't tell you exactly who's on the line, but they had some big kids out there and and uh, were bat- doing battle all night long. And they, a lot of them played both ways. That was one of the things about Mid-Prairie is they, they didn't have a super deep bench. A lot of those guys were running both ways and getting after it, and they had a lot of fight in them. So kudos to those guys for you know just absolutely getting in the trenches.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, Is there anything else you wanted to say about this game?
4: No, no. Like I said, just props to Mid-Prairie, but glad to see SK come out on top. And I can't wait to see a complete game um, from SK. You know, last week was a really good defensive game offense was behind a little bit i thought tonight maybe the defense took a little step back and i thought the offense take a step forward but i don't think either group played a clean game so if we can get that stuff cleaned up i'm really excited to see what the rest of the year looks like for these fellas
0: well it's an outstanding start thanks for being with us yeah thanks for having me well i'll just give you a rundown of the scores that i got here and i'm just going to read some of these scores we've already talked about but i'm just going to just kind of read them and go down the list here Fairfield Trojans uh, uh, upended the Washington Demons 23 uh, 20. SK uh, Sigruny Kyoto Cobras uh, 41, Mid Prairie Golden Hawks 35 in another outstanding game. The Van Buren Warriors uh, get their first win on the board uh, as they beat Highland 28 22 in what must have been a great game. Lone Tree uh, put a 49 spot on the board as they get a, over the Midland e- a win over the midland eagles uh 49 to 30. uh the lisbon lions go to columbus junction and get a win uh 34 to 28 in in a a, a game of two teams that uh, uh uh will will probably fight for this district here uh, big win for the lisbon lions um a heartbreaking loss for the columbus wildcats and uh, uh all of us that love that team uh, the Winfield Mount Union Wolves 34, the Waco Warriors eight uh, uh, in a game of number two and number five and eight man, uh, Williamsburg 49, Clear Creek Amanda 20, uh, Mount Pleasant uh, loses to Tipton, uh, open Tipton, uh, the Tipton Tigers win 35 to seven. And then uh, there's some other scores around the state that we are going to try and bring you here. And and here was one I kind of had an eye on as the Bedford Bulldogs uh, uh, put it to the Lennox Tigers 41 to 30 uh, in a battle of a couple ranked teams up there. I know everybody in the state, uh, um, when Bedford was able to beat Moravia, I was uh, kind of opened my eyes that they might really be something. And I think uh, uh, they just might be. Well, my my good buddy over there uh, uh, at Southeast Warren, the Warhawks, were able to get a big win today over the East Union uh, Eagles in Afton, Iowa, fifty-two to fourteen. They're really putting it together. Uh, the Lamoni Demons get a fifty to twenty-two uh, win over Mormon Trail. Uh, um, we got a lot of listeners over there, so I'll throw that score out to them. Uh, Bell Plain edges out Moravia 53 to 46. Moravia plays nothing but these kind of thrillers. Normally they win at the end uh, uh, they pull it out at the end, but Belle Plaine, uh, uh puts big points on the board and comes away with a win in, in this game. Uh Iowa Valley bounces back from a loss to Waco and and gets a 68 to 22 win over New London and uh, they move to 3 and 0. Uh see here uh i won't give you every score but uh the scores that kind of jump out at me uh north mahaska 16 central decatur 35 and new sharon uh the madrid tigers 35 uh mount aaron 34 that looks like a heck of a game martinsdale saint mary's comes out just a little short against wayne As they lose 30 to 26, you got to go through a lot of scores. Um, Now, here's one uh, I'd heard. uh, uh, Grundy Center 38, uh, Pella Christian 6. I know Grundy Center was ranked number one in the state. So, West Branch uh, uh, gets. a win over Waterloo Columbus. Waterloo Columbus, we've seen them play before. They're pretty tough. 30-23 to in that game. Eddyville Blazeburg gets a win. Uh, uh, the Rockets rocket to a 36-29 win over East Marshall of Mustangs of LeGrand. Audubon beats Beckman Catholic 33-6. Let's see here. We're getting close to rounding out a lot of these scores. Oh, Central Lee from Donaldson beats Durant Wildcats 17 to 10 to go to a four a 3-0 start. How about Central Lee? Oh, my gosh. Scotty Melvin uh, had him in the Power 5. And there they go beating Durant. Uh, Durant uh, uh, is also sponsored by Western Drug. Uh, of Wilton and Muscatine. Now, uh, the Regina Regals uh, uh, got a big win today against the Minneapolis Bulldogs, 45-7. Uh, Sheraton uh, uh, gets a one-touchdown win, 10-7 over Alvia. Uh Davis County Mustangs, 23. Cardinal Comets, 12. So there's some scores there. And uh, the Wilton Beavers, 26, uh, uh, beat the Command Storm in comanche 26 to 6 Doo-doo. i want to thank everybody that listens to the scoreboard show man was the ratings good for that last week oh uh, wow here's something the nevada cubs 27 pcm mustangs 7 uh oh uh, they they dropped to 1 and 2 Uh, Knoxville Panthers get a big win, 34-7 over South Tama uh, County Trojans. Solon uh, beats uh, uh, Solon Spartans 41, Central DeWitt Sabres 6. <clears throat> Van Meter uh, Bulldogs beat Humboldt 52-14. to These are the scores that we can get at the moment and that's it that's it folks uh uh man i want to thank everybody listening to the scoreboard show i want to thank all the guests um uh another great night boy uh, howdy next week we'll be about halfway through the season it goes fast but we're trying to catch it all here on round guy radio uh, uh congratulations on a great night of high school football around the state uh, a lot of heartbreaking losses a lot of great great big wins a lot of teams real happy, and a lot a lot of communities are, are, are going to have a tough week this week, kind of uh, licking the wounds from some of these losses. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Flintcliffs Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flintcliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, and machine operators for both first and second shifts. Call 319-752-2718.